I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. you got to realize that boxing is a very strange sport because this is a sport where you can win and your stock still goes down. Best case in point, Danny Garcia. Uh, in fact, let's not just look at his recent fight with Lamont Peterson. Let's look back a few more fights. He goes to Puerto Rico. He's supposed to have this big showcase event that, you know, it's it's mostly about him to show off his skills. And the fight is closer than most people would have expected. And a lot of people say that Herrera should have won that fight. Then he goes up against Rod Selka, a fighter who nobody gave a crap about, nobody was betting on, and had no business being in the ring. He was not ranked by any organization, he had no business being ranked by any organization, and he had only three knockouts to his credit. Now, to be fair, Garcia knocked him out in two rounds, great, but at the same time, why are you fighting a guy like that? There's nobody else you could take on, you couldn't do a rematch with Herrera, and now... Take a look this past weekend, his fight with Lamont Peterson. Uh, I kind of want to feel bad for him, but at the same time, I mean, no, I am not going to. But uh, we will get to that fight later on. But first, let's talk about another fighter who a lot of people want to see lose, but that still hasn't happened yet, and that's Peter Quillen. Uh, Quillen, as you know, was the former WBO middleweight titleist, and he vacated his title last year to avoid fighting Matt Korobov, and so Korobov ended up fighting Andy Lee for the vacant title, and Korobov was stopped by Lee in the middle of that fight. And uh, Quillen, leading up to this fight, I don't know, and even before, like when he vacated the title, he kept coming up with a different reason for why he vacated his title first time it was you know he was being a smart businessman and listening to his advisor al Heyman. the the second time it was he was having a bigger picture outlook with uh future opportunities available against top middleweights uh then it was he wanted to spend time with his newborn child and most recently i heard it was because he wanted to spend time with a relative who was dying of cancer why can't it be all of them, first of all? Just say, you know, I have a multitude of reasons, and they are my own, but I, I kind of feel like this last one's like, well, cancer, I mean, come on, you, you really want to poke holes through that? That's what Lance Armstrong used to do all those years when he was cheating, and nobody was like, whoa, well, we can't, you know, question Lance Armstrong, you know, cancer. But come on, just say, look, I have my reasons, they're my own, I mean... Like, this isn't the same as the the Armstrong situation, obviously. I just hate it when people use cancer as some some sort of shield. It's like, well, no, 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 I've got stock in that. So, I mean, don't you dare question it. But anyway, uh, Quillen and Lee, they face off. And first off, there's already trouble for Quillen because he comes in overweight. Now, Quillen had to pay, uh, I believe it was $125,000 out of his uh, half a million dollar purse And, uh, so they fight and it ends up being a draw. Lee is down twice, uh, once in the first round and the second time, the second time was in the third round. And then, you know, I, I was watching the fight and out of nowhere, well, actually, no, I don't want to say out of nowhere because I kind of knew what had happened. I, uh, had, I missed the fight. So, um, I had to watch them later, but yeah, Quillen is down. In round seven. And uh, 
I had uh, made my prediction earlier. I thought that uh, Quillen would get knocked out, but to my er, to his credit, rather, uh, he held on. He was able to survive, and uh, the scores were one thirteen, one twelve uh, for Lee, one thirteen, one twelve for Quillen, and another judge had it one thirteen, one thirteen. I think that there should be a rematch. I thought it was a pretty good fight, all things considered. But uh, Quillen wants a rematch, but he doesn't want it to be in Ireland, because Lee said, you know, you know, we fought in uh, in America, so why don't we fight in my home country of Ireland? Plus, Quillen's got a pretty Irish-sounding name, so maybe you know he'll find some ancestors there. And Quillen saying, "Oh no, I don't want to go to Ireland." Well, why the hell not? Sorry, but it's Lee who's got the title, the title that you used to have, but you gave up. And now you're saying, oh, no, 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 you know, I don't want to fight in the champion's backyard. Come on, Quillen. Just, just do it. What have you got to lose? It's not exactly as if you're jeopardizing, you know, what remaining popularity you have, if any. That's just my two cents on it. I really hope a rematch does happen. Because, you know, I, I I don't know what it is about Andy Lee, but it, it he almost seems a bit robotic sometimes. And I just thought, you know, like, it, it seems like he's a bit slow or something. And then, you know, he gets caught, knocked down, and he keeps having these close calls. He had him with Jackson, with Korobov, and, and I thought that he was, uh, well, no, I, I, I bet on Lee. But when I'm watching the fight, sometimes I forget that I already know the result after it happened. And uh, I just keep thinking that he's got to step it up. He's got to do something. And he was able to do it against Quillen. He was able to drop him. But um, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it's the luck of the Irish. But uh, maybe Lee should stop being so dependent on that luck. Moving on. And that brings us to the main event, which was Lamont Peterson going up against Danny Garcia in a why do we even care about titles anymore because this was a catch weight for 143 pounds. Uh, somebody uh, was at the weigh-in. Well, obviously, duh, somebody was at the weigh-in. But uh, uh, somebody on Facebook was at the weigh-in. And they said that Danny Garcia looked pretty drained. And maybe that uh, explains his effort in the fight because kept missing a lot the first three rounds of this fight pretty even because I could see them going either way Peterson was doing a lot of movement getting some shots in Garcia wasn't really doing anything I mean sure you could argue he's the aggressor but he's not an effective aggressor it's just swinging a miss and you can't really reward somebody for throwing a punch and not landing it's like oh wow that was an awesome punch it didn't land but it looked awesome you can't do it like that and then afterwards Peterson really started uh using his boxing ability he was using the ring he was showboating he was clowning um or Garcia at a few times kept beckoning Peterson hey you know I'm not going to chase you you chase me but Danny Garcia cannot fight very well on the back foot he does not do it very well, and he was even having trouble chasing Peterson. He could not cut off the ring. He couldn't. He, he just kept going, following him, and Peterson would tag him, and Garcia's face was getting busted up, and then 
the scorecards were announced. One judge had it even. The other judges had it uh, seven rounds to five for Danny Garcia. I've watched that fight three times, but at each conclusion, I have never thought that Danny Garcia won that fight. Really, really haven't. And I'm having trouble trying to understand how somebody could think that he won that fight. So this begs the question, well, no, I'm not even going to ask how that happens because it'll just come back to the fact that most boxing judges these days suck. But at the same time, maybe Peterson didn't do himself any favors because while he was making Danny Garcia miss in the early rounds, he wasn't doing anything to make him pay. And uh, yeah, I have uh, seen that tweet that Shane Mosley put out, or not the tweet, but the Vine video, where uh, apparently you can hear Danny Garcia saying that he lost. I I do have the audio, but the point, or sorry, the reason I'm not playing it is it's just too loud. You can barely hear anything, and it's not, I'm not 100% certain that Garcia is saying, I lost. It's It sounds at times like he's saying, I know. So, and I'm not, again, I'm, I thought that Garcia lost this fight. I thought Peterson won, but... At the same time, if he's saying, you know, I lost, I lost, why was he holding his hands when the judges' scores were being announced? You know, he thought that he had won the fight. I don't. A lot of other people don't. And unfortunately, that's the sad reality of boxing. It doesn't matter what the majority of fans think. It's only what three individual people think. And sometimes we don't know what they're thinking. Now, what's next for both fighters? Uh, Both Peterson and Garcia have said that they are open to testing the waters at 147 pounds, but they are also open to staying at 140 pounds. Garcia has said that he's more than willing to stay at 140 pounds and even make defenses of his titles. My rebuttal question is, why the hell didn't you do that this time? But, uh, whatever. The main question is, who at uh, 140 pounds is there for him to fight? Who is there that's going to, you know, put butts in seats? If he goes up to 147 pounds, he's got fighters like Maidana, Keith Thurman, Adrian Broner. Broner has said that he is open to fighting uh, Danny Garcia, and he even said that they should fight in September. That'd be a very interesting fight, given... uh, (sighs) Given how a lot of people seem to dislike both fighters, it seems like whoever wins, we lose. It's just like that Aliens vs. Predator movie, except hopefully a fight between Broner and Garcia would be entertaining. Sorry if you did like Aliens vs. Predator. I thought that movie was stupid as hell. But if you want to talk about a movie that's not stupid as hell, and uh, yeah, this is me moving on to a different subject, if you have the uh, subscription service Netflix... Go on Netflix and you will find a document hmm you will find a documentary called Maravilla. And as you might have guessed, this movie is about former middleweight champion Sergio Martinez, and it is about the lead up to his unification fight with Julio Cesar Chavez, and it is a great behind the scenes documentary look at boxing and how fights are made, the the BS politics that go on behind the scenes, particularly if they're involving the WBC and the Suleiman family, and how sometimes having 
Jose Suleiman as a godfather can really be an asset. It has some very good interviews with uh, uh, Thomas Hauser, Dan Raphael, Lou DiBella, who is always at his, you know, ridiculous levels of brutal honesty, which, you know, I love the guy for that. I mean, he's not one to mince words, and you've got it uncensored on this documentary, which is awesome. We need more of that. And also, they show a lot of Sergio Martinez's amateur fights. I mean, they are on grainy home video, but still, you get to see this guy in action. They talk about his career, how he had trouble, how he eventually ran into Antonio Margarito, how he really didn't have a he didn't really have a fan base. And then it started with the uh, winning the title from Kelly Pavlik, then the sensational knockout of Paul Williams. And it leads up to and covers the uh, fight between Chavez and Sergio Martinez. And it's really about, oddly enough, going back to the WBC, it's about how they took that belt off of uh, Martinez for ridiculous reasons and then made it okay for Chavez to get that title for fighting an opponent that before they deemed not worthy of their title but regardless watch Maravilla it's a very good documentary I hope that the uh, that we get to see more documentaries like this about boxing and the sweet science there aren't enough out there the uh, creators of this film deserve a lot of credit and I I thought it was really well done. And the best part, it's not too long. I believe it is only an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. So if you've got a free hour or so, go on to Netflix, watch Maravilla. It's, it's really well done and worth your time. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Millerad Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page you can subscribe on itunes podbean and several other podcast directories if you use itunes give us a review and let everyone know that the boxing for free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary i'm andrew schweitzer thank you for listening and we hope you tune in next time